unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. First of all, everybody, do not forget, next week is the Retail War Zone free-for-all extravaganza. So if you haven't contacted me about being on, um, we're probably going to do only audio on this one. Um, you know, just DM me on, on Twitter or send us an email. Just give me a place to send you the Skype link if you want to be on and tell me what name you want to use. So that's coming uh, next Wednesday. What day is that going to ask? Is going to be on usual night or? Yeah, next Wednesday. Day? So Sweet. we got that. Then uh, coming up here soon. Yeah, blank. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna get it. It's gonna be great. Um, Tales from the Cult of the Forbidden Fruit. As it stands right now, it's either going to be on the sixth of October or the twentieth of October. I'm waiting for confirmation. And yes, I do have an anonymous guest for that one lined up as long as everything goes through. So a, that's coming. It's a fucking circular. I don't know. It was a demon that I found. All right. So, so speaking of the Apple thing, there's new new swag. An Apple product a day brings employee oppression their way. There you go. How clever. All right. So after that, we've got the date is going to change on this as well. It's interchangeable with Apple. It's either going to be the 6th or the 20th, depending on which one goes which. Um, originally it was a for the 13th, but we'll see in a minute why it's been changed. And this is the worst manager lifetime achievement award nominations. <laughs> so that one is going to be a lot of fun. I know mine. Yeah. His name is Steve. Uh, what worst? You're fired. All right. <laughs> next. So here we go. This is an important one. This is October 13th. I know you guys have seen me trying really hard to, to get this one done. And yes, we have a guest. We have Grant Harding, author of How to Escape Retail Pharmacy Hell. Yes, he used to be a pharmacist. Yes, I listened to a podcast that he was on the other day. Um, that's going to be good, guys. It's going to be really, really good. Then we've got Stephen Petrovelli the author and creator of the retail comic series on October 27th. Um, you know, I think a few Yo. of us on Twitter, we got review copies. I like them. I think they're great. Um, you know, it's a, it's a mall environment. Uh, it, it's, it's excellent. So we got a lot going on in the month of October, you know, so, um, yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, Katie says, should have some new good stories with the newest iPhone launch this week. Yeah, and plus all the leaky memos and all the other bullshit. <laughs> Tim Cook's in, in a world of hurt right now. So, um, good stuff. But now, to the and like I said, next Wednesday is Katie bar the door. You know, we'll have as many people on as we can. Just DM me, you know, somewhere I can send you the Skype link and um what name you want to be called by so and then then we'll do it it's free form you guys want to tell stories it's kind of like hey you know get to know everybody you know we get the regulars on there uh maiden are you available for that 
if we get Maiden, I know Irish is asked off for the next day or something like that. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it'll be a packed house that night. That want to be good. But anyway, so tonight's topic came about because um, I kind of, you know, polled Twitter looking for suggestions. And, um, all right, Maiden, don't be late. <laughs> or if you're late, be fashionably late. So, um, what I did was topic suggestions for Wednesday. And, the, and they were all good topics. And, you know, whoever got the most likes was the winner. And Philly Essential was the winner. His suggestion was, we are a team, is a lie sold to us, so the owners and managers can do very little while the help has to do everything. Correct. Then we had Angela, who was communication from leadership and how important it is to communicate vital information to the team. Uh, blame tag with uh, the broken-ass supply chain episode title. It's not in the back. That's coming. <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> um, uh, Amy, uh, shitty managers, which will probably kind of tie into our awards night. Uh, Declan, uh, loyalty cards or customers expect you to be a mind reader and know what they want without them saying what they want. And then Iris was, uh, he missed the tweet, <laughs> last minute suggestion, the day retail died. Uh, what was it that caused you to think, fuck this for all, for fuck this for a life in retail, uh, community discussion. So there we go. Oh, look at the win. Whoop, go me. Yep. You won that one, bud. So, you know, um, Yes, I have a couple of slides to show you, you know, some stuff I, I looked up on teamwork um, because there are some myths to it, uh, obviously. And so we'll start with myth number one. Um, the myth of teamwork, why successful leaders engage the I and team to succeed. Teamwork is a platitude that organizational leaders throw around that is killing teamwork in those same very organizations. Think about how often have you heard someone in your organization harp on teamwork and working together? In my experience, probably too often. If that's the case and so much focus is on teamwork, wouldn't you think it would eventually get better? The reason it doesn't is because the focus is in the wrong place. The focus is on teamwork, and that is misguided because teamwork doesn't exist and teamwork is a myth. Teamwork only occurs in the very split second in the moment when something is successfully handed off or coordinated between one or more individuals. But those moments are not successfully completed unless and until each individual team member fulfills their specific responsibility to be in a position to allow that teamwork transaction to take place. And additionally, while that transaction is taking place, each team member effectively performs their role as required. What that means then is that teamwork is not so much based on people working together as a team as it is individuals effectively performing their unique individual roles so that teamwork can take place. And subsequently, what that means is that leaders need to focus more on an individual team member consistently performing their unique responsibility to the best of their ability so that teamwork can manifest. So there's that. There is that. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then... There's this teamwork myths, I versus we. Um, there's no I in team. This clever slogan, clever in English, that is, implies that team members can support team goals only if they abandon their individual goals. Many in management and team leadership roles believe that teams are manageable only if their members subscribe to this belief. Ironically, from the management perspective, it is a self-serving belief. The reality can be disappointing. 
First, most performance management systems emphasize individual performance. Performance management focuses on compensation, which is essentially individual in many organizations. Second, although team performance is not the sum of individual performances, it does arise in part from individual performance. In most organizations, there is plenty of I in team, but there is also we. The complexity and richness of the situation can't be captured in a slogan. The inherent need of humans to be individuals limits teams' effectiveness. Plausible sounding as this assertion might be, it offers no explanation or justification. Precisely how does human individuality limit team effectiveness? Certainly there are examples of conflict and dissension in teams, but there are also examples of teams of people with complementary skills offering each other mutual support. Tension there may be, but team members and team leaders around the world can learn and have learned how to manage it. Ambition and insecurity always undermine cooperation. I've seen this myth in use personally. Job insecurity can indeed undermine the willingness to cooperate. When job insecurity or desire for promotion or plum assignments is in the air, cooperation seems risky. The important word here is always. Managers who encourage cutthroat competition or who use layoffs or pay freezes to deal with the consequences of bad decisions or bad strategy, or to protect shareholder value at the expense of employees, will undoubtedly limit cooperative behavior. Sadly, it's a trade-off many managers make willingly, if sometimes blindly, but it's a trade-off, not an axiom. Insecurity is less threatening to cooperation if we work to limit insecurity. So, And finally, I've got this. Teamwork. It's what's going to work. No, it's not. It's bullshit. So, (laughs) um, let's take a breath here. Look what we got. Um, What kind of douche listens to this at work? This guy. (laughs) Um, Every training video ever. Um, there is no I in team unless you were upper management then when I did everything, meaning they gave all the work to underpaid employees and took full credit for it. Yeah. When you do your research into all these different teamwork things, and if you guys watch that damn retail video I posted, that guy who has like this retail masterclass, he talks about culture and teamwork and whatnot, but he lets it slip out that your team's performance helps you, the manager, achieve your goal. And that's where the teamwork makes the dream work is a lie. Because Mm -hmm. culture and teamwork is great on paper, but it's all about the store manager or the leader or the district manager or whatnot getting those teams to elevate themselves, which goes back to, you know, what Philly said originally, you know, you, you, you're passing off the work to, to lesser employed, you know, lesser earning people and, and lots of times taking credit for it. Uh, Joey K says that my job teamwork conveniently only shows up when someone of authority is failing and doesn't want to pick up their own slack. Yep. Here is what's going to work. You guys, um, if you're not familiar with Wonder Pets, that there's an entire song that they sing about teamwork. <laughs> and that's it. It's like, what's mm-hmm. going to work? Teamwork. Teamwork. But, yeah, but no, what's going to work? You guys. So, um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bullshit. It's always been bullshit. And, and here's the flip side of it. They want to preach to you. You have a, a regional vice president or a DM come in. Well, you know, you got to get your team together and blah, blah, blah. Ah, but here's what happens. The moment you really, really try to build a team and the first time you try to defend one of your team members to that DM or that RVP, you're officially on the shit list for the rest of your tenure. See, teamwork is only for the workers. Managers are not supposed to be taking up for those people. You're supposed to be a yes person and agree. No, I have found myself on many of a bad list taking up for my team. So which is it? Do you really want teamwork or are you just looking for somebody to fucking blame for shit? You know? That's what it is. It's a way to point fingers and it's a way to provide motivation to get things done. Teamwork makes the dream work. Get it get it on together, guys. You guys rock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's how I've always looked at it, at least. Um, Maiden says, shit rolls downhill. If management isn't performing, they put it off on their employees, and this pretty little, we're a team package. Yeah. And Russell says, yeah, but they're also that DM or RM team, too, but they don't see it that way. Um, DMs and RMs, those ain't teams. Those ain't teams. Those are conspirator, co-conspirators is what they are. But yeah, I mean, and and ever there were a lot of articles I read about teamwork as uh, you know we're getting ready to do this, and and the the underlying theme for all of it was the team makes the manager's life easier. That was it. So and to and to mm-hmm. me, that's not being a team, you know. Um, and there's a few managers out there that understand and get it. You know, you, you get dirty with, with your employees. You know, you, you do the same work you'd ask them to do. Those are the kind of things that build a team. It's not about, okay, I'm going to, you know, take four or five employees and be like, this is what you got to get done. And then I'm going to berate you, you know, because you didn't. No, no, it, it's not. It's, it's all about elevating the salaried employees. And like I said, numerous times, you know, I've had good teams in stores. And when I say team, I don't, I'm part of that. You know, when I worked for the decor store, you know, we'd have, you know, when I turned in my notice and I was getting ready to leave, um, the last walk that we had, you know, I pulled them together. I said, look, I said, this is your guys' show. Y'all, y'all whipped all kinds of ass, making sure we looked great and whatnot. You did this. I had nothing to do with this. You did this to show what you could do. And I got the DM. I'm like, they're walking with you. I'm not. I'm leaving in six days. This was the work that they did. Go praise them for it. And that's what happened. But in a lot of cases like that, there are district managers that would not walk with an hourly associate at all. Period. So much for team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all part of the same ship and we all have to do it together. Mm-hmm. But you lesser employee, get back over there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, you know, if, if your manager worth your salt, you're only as successful as your team is. All right. You, you, you just are. And, you 
you yep. know, because those are the people that, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you obviously can't do it all by yourself. I mean, you, you just can't. All right. So you do have to have employees do, you know, responsibilities and things like that, but they're worth more than a pizza party. I mean, you know, I, I've had crews in, in some locations, man. I, I still think the best crew I ever had in my entire career, believe it or not, even though they were all over Twitter today, was at Hobby Lobby. The first store I ran for Hobby Lobby, I engineered something special. I mean, and I could have been just like, took the whole group of them and pointed and said, go kill. And they would just, whoosh, they'd go, you know, and it was great. And that's, you know, when you find that, that's special, man. And, you know, we were all in it together. You know, I worked the hours. I didn't leave and just ditch them and say, hey, get this done. <laughs> you know, that's pretty shitty. Steve, mm-hmm. just on a completely ADHD note. Mm-hmm. Well, you are Alex. On a on a on a comparison, your Felmart team was there the was they one of the best or one of the worst? It was one of the most dysfunctional. How about that? <laughs> we 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 had some good people. But if I'm classifying them by teams I've had, it wasn't close. I'm sorry. Um, my my Dollar Tree team with Russell. We we did you know we did something that they said couldn't be done. We managed the hood beast, and we were good at it. And you know everybody knew their role, and we all worked together. And, you know, we took care of each other. I mean, you know, if Russell had something come up and needed to be off, I, you know, I'd switch schedules and, and whatnot. I mean, that, that was the kind of thing. I mean, it was just, we just knew what to do and we did it. And we had some great people. Um, the first Hobby Lobby, uh, that, that still to this day was an amazing thing. Now, Guitar Center is probably overall the best team I've ever worked with. But that's a whole different story and a whole different world. I'm trying to get those guys on one night so you guys can hear the kind of bullshit that went on there. I'm telling you, um, a full hour of the the Black Pearl Guitar Center <laughs> crew talking about our experience there. Y'all going to just sit there with your mouths wide open like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. So, But it, it was it, that was probably the best team. Um, Hobby Lobby, the second uh, Dollar Tree, third. Um, Felmart, I mean, it was kind of run in the middle. I mean, like I said, and that doesn't take away that some places I worked, the teammates might not have been that great, but I had great employees. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there were some bright spots in all these, you know. Um, Joey K. Yeah, you can have great. Go ahead. You can have great individual play rather than having a great team and still get a lot of shit done. Yep. Which is the unfortunate thing mm-hmm. about the retail myth of teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, uh, Joey K. It's <laughs> a lot of time. Hold on. Uh, Joey K. says, ain't no teamwork when it comes to deciding new rules and ways to run the store. That's all up to the guy that sees the inside of a store once a month, if you're lucky. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go ahead, Alex. I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot what I was uh-huh. saying. <laughs> um. Joey K also said, meanwhile, there's one manager in my job that schedules breaks to be covered by people that aren't even there that day. That's 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 leadership at its finest. Um, let's see. Uh, Proto, good to see you. Uh, for once, I'd love to be treated to Chinese instead of pizza. <clears throat> yeah, me too. But you got to get it from a good Chinese restaurant. If you get it from some hole in the wall, then the entire staff's going to be sick. That's awful. Uh, Katie says, not to mention home <laughs> office implementing new teamwork ideas. Yeah, and they... <laughs> 
<laughs> they've never been in a, a location. They're just like, it's like, sometimes I feel like they have a dartboard and they, they scour the internet. And I used to say, um, real managers manage stores, bad managers write books. And, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you get all these like, like blame tag, the video I was talking about, um, you know, this guy talking about, he's got this big smile on his face and he's like, you know, if you subscribe to my retail management masterclass, I can tell you all the tricks of the trade. To, 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 uh, fuck you. No, you can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's get him on the show. That, that's Steve. the kind of shit for the managers that you're just starting out. I mean, and, and I'm guilty. I've said this way back in early episodes. I'm guilty. I mean, when you start out young, as a manager and you're like, Oh, you get that first set of keys. You know, you're not going to change the world and shit. It's all new to you. And, and you think, it, no, that, that guy's for people like that who don't know any better. Once you've been at it five, six years, that shit's like fairy tale land and bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That guy was a dick bag. Oh, sometimes you get sandwiches. That's impressive. Blame tag. Um, yeah, that depends on the kind of sandwiches, though. Yeah. More expensive or cheaper than pizza? <laughs> um, well, I will say when I was at the decor store, we we gave they gave us a pretty good budget for Christmas and Thanksgiving. You know, so we 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 ate good Ugh. for Christmas. We had honey baked ham. Then we had this local barbecue joint that was great. I mean, it was it was a it was a fucking food fest, man. It was awesome. I have never gotten to experience anything like that at any of my jobs. They ever. just told me, here's how much money you can spend, order whatever you want. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's what we did. I didn't, you know, and literally, literally, there were people that took that money. They had more money they could spend. And I shit you not, guys, they ordered like pizza for the holidays. <laughs> I'm like, really? What are you doing? Uh, it's like come on man we're we're better than that so like my last year there we had honey baked ham and it was a full spread mind you we had um this barbecue place which was like ribs and pulled pork and barbecue chicken and like gallons of sweet tea and man mm -mm. if you're gonna give me money to feed the staff we going whole hog it ain't gonna be no bullshit (laughs) it's always been that way um joey k says those books are some Patagonia sweater tucked into your khaki pants with $50 dress shoe shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we got a budget for Christmas and Thanksgiving. We, I, actually, I think for Thanksgiving, I was given $500 to spend on food, and then um, Christmas was $500. Yep. It, it was anywhere, anywhere I've ever been. Now, I will say this. Back in the Hobby Lobby days, like when I worked there, we had potlucks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Hobby Lobby break rooms are different. There was a refrigerator, a sink, a stove. I mean, there there was everything. But we would have, think about your average older employ, female employee that works for a holo, and we had a potluck. Ooh, we ate good. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> um, Irish says an indicator of a good team is their ability to cover for one another, even if they are covering for their colleagues' mistakes. Yeah. Because mistakes are going to be made. I mean, that's true. You know, um, and, and and a good team covers the mistakes and fixes them, doesn't use it to go say, hey, Mr. Manager, so-and-so fucked up again. Um, yep. Katie says, at the store level, exactly. we potluck on Black Friday with no financial help from the higher-ups. 
Man, that sucks. Because what we did with Hobby Lobby is they gave us a budget and we used that budget for like meat. So like for Thanksgiving and Christmas, we took the budget and we'd order like honey baked ham and like, you know, full turkeys and stuff like that. And then all of us would bring in like the side dishes. So we had like real high end meat that we were eating. And then it was all high end food that was coming in because all those ladies could cook like, mm, it's like going to grandma's. It was awesome. Um, uh, let's see. Last thing, see my boss said, you better bring your own food because it's not my job to take care of you. See, that's shitty, man. That's shitty. It really is. You know, um, because most companies, there's, you've got to petty cash. Most companies, you could order food, and if you went to your DM and you could get something done, I mean, hell. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Um, blame tag. We used to get 250 for a staff of 100 or so at Cinemark. Well, that doesn't go far for that many. Um, he's going, dang maiden, he's going to get nominated for the worst manager award hero, LOL. Nice. Um, Russell says at the pool store I worked at, we'd have oyster parties, beer, seafood, rib steaks. It was a 10. Yeah, I can see. Um, Proto Rage, I get a door mini fridge and microwave in my break room. Eh. Yeah, I, hey, Russell, we, we didn't have a break room at Dollar Tree. We had a little quarter in the back room, in the stock room that had a shelf on it with a microwave and a and mini fridge. It was like the same. But we were fortunate, though. Like, we worked in a parking lot. Like, uh, we had a grocery store next to us at a full deli. Um, there was a jack-in-the-box that was nasty as hell. But there was a Ruby Tuesdays before they went, like, you know, totally shit. And I would go eat there often, so it was good. Um and then we had a lady that would bring us like great barbecue. Marion. Remember that shit, Russell? She was always making sure we were fed. Um, blame tag. We get a few trays of food and the rest of potluck in our bar. I tell you the one part about like when you get food like that, the one thing that we did do is um at the decor store, um, we tried to make sure that we had like somebody policing it, that the day crew didn't eat everything, and we made sure the night crew, you know, got got theirs. So, um, <laughs> my boss won't work holidays because I have a family, dude, you need to DM me like on private message me on, um, Twitter. I'd love to know where you work because that guy sounds like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I was reading that uh, comment. I was sitting there like, <laughs> oh, cause I have a family oh, hero. Raise your hand. If you've had managers that said you had to be there for the holidays yet, they ditched out early. Notice how district managers are non-existent on holidays. They show up for like a very little bit. And they're like, oh, you know, Merry Christmas or Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, blame tag. I wish Hero, my boss, hated her family and was always there for the holidays, even though she didn't have to be. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> And see, Russell was making nice with all these women that worked at the local restaurants. And here you got the lady from Golden Corral would bring her bring him breakfast. I don't know if I trust breakfast from Golden Corral, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's kind of good, Steve. I'm not going to lie. That doesn't surprise me that you would say that, Alex. <laughs> it's kind of kind of really good, though. Uh, I like Golden Corral. I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Really? Yeah. 
I'm not a fan of buffets and shit like that, to be honest with you. There, there's you don't know how long the food's been out. Um, uh, I'm the type of person that goes and gets like three <laughs> steaks. Maiden says, "Here's some child size broken candy canes. Thanks for working." Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yep. Oh, blame tag. Hero says her family oh, appreciated boy. y'all's sacrifice. Speaking of which, blame tag. Uh, yesterday, I um we received the essentially forgotten shirt. It's very soft. It's very nice. <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. Our district manager that everyone hates came in on Black Friday to hang out and pretend to be a part of the gang packing orders. We had to purposely pick slower so you could keep. Ouch. Going. Damn right. Make that motherfucker work. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, That's what I'll I do. I'll post a pick. Um, blame tag. Tiny cookies in a box for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Wait a minute, though. Russell, dollar, man, this conversation is completely spiraled out of control, but it's okay. Um, Russell, you remember we used to get those boxes of cookies at Dollar Tree from who was it? It it was great. These were like delicious cookies. And the company paid to to send us one. And I will say um, the at home decor store, uh, the managers, we all got vouchers for like turkeys for Thanksgiving. So that was kind of cool, you know, because, so, you know, turkeys aren't cheap. They're sure as hell not going to be cheap um, this year. Um, Irish says, what is the most toxic team yep. you guys had to work with? I shall start this Go discussion. Ahead. My most recent job that I left at the freight company, that was the most God awful team I've ever had to work with ever in my life. Like, you just get made fun of. You just get shamed for everything you do. It's just, it's just made the best man survive. You just end up, if you're disliked out there, you're doing all the work. If you're part of like the cool kids and you pick on the litter guys, like it, that was so bad. Hero, you know I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Sheena. Shit. I do it. Um, don't be scared. Uh, I tell you what, um, Mother Nature calls. <laughs> so, so Alex, carry it for just a second, my friend. Oh boy, can you do it? Can you handle it? Of course, pull him through, guys. Pull him through. Yep. Uh, what's y'all's is, uh, most toxic team you've ever had to work with? That was an excellent question. Working at the freight company, I was actually part of like the cooler kids, but I never picked on the, I never picked on anybody out there. In fact, I defended people out there. Um, <laughs> yep. Cause we even had this like little shy kid. They kept on like trying to get into cuss and everything. Like just say fuck one time. Just say it. You, you bitch. And I literally defended the man. And I was like, look, he don't believe in that kind of stuff. Y'all fuck off and leave him alone. Like, <laughs> um, I was hired at my current job to lead the existing team. When I tried to get their shit together, they complained about me being bossy to the manager who hired me. He took their side. Of course. Me and one other guy, 
had to basically lead a group of new hires that included a guy that would stand completely still unless you told him specifically do something. Oh, wow. <laughs> Steve, you thinking of the same person I'm thinking of with Joey saying that? Uh, oh. Date? Think about David? it. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. Uh, Blame Tag uh, says he was hired at his current job to lead the existing team. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, let me scroll through here and see what I missed. Oh, Russell's talking about two managers. Yep. Yep. And, you know, you talk about toxic teams. Um. Usually it starts with uh, the managers being toxic. And, you know, one thing that I see a lot of still to this day is leadership getting too close and too buddy-buddy with members of their crew yep. to the point that it becomes blatantly obvious. And it becomes blatantly obvious to a point that you've got a click over here, all right, the manager and their cronies. And then you've got the staff over here who sees it. And it becomes a war. And the kind of war it becomes is the people that aren't part of the click, but that are aware of all the fuckery that's going on with the click, push the envelope on trying to get away with what they can because the click knows if they attack, Loose lips sink ships. And it makes for a very toxic environment because then you'll have people that get hired that come in that want to do the job and do the job well. And they're stuck in the middle of this dynamic, which wouldn't exist if the leadership was smart enough to not do stupid shit. And it snowballs and it, it just makes it uncomfortable. And, you know, I've seen that a lot and it's, and it's just, it's just terrible. It's awful. Um, Let's see, Maiden says had a boss would get mad and smash merchandise in the back room, and I on a different occasions had to wrangle associates out of the back room to get them out of there. Nice. Um, Proto says I'm not afraid to throw this company under the bus. Hammock source. Um, other people in the same department would toss blame to anyone else for their screw up and not leave notes. Management was useless. Yeah, there's a lot of managers out there that let the shit let let the store just burn to the ground, and they're just riding it out till they get fired. I mean, there really are people like that. They, they, they're just like, they're collecting a paycheck and they've, you know, either they're broken and they've given up hope and they're just riding out. And the problem is, I mean, it just, it makes it bad for everybody. Absolutely everybody. And that's a, 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 a terrible way to go. Um, I've been there. Yep. Uh, most toxic team is the one that's divided between management and staff. Not always. If you've got a manager who has a click of staff with them, then it, it it takes on a very civil war type of thing because now you've got management hourly in one little cluster and those hourly are like the spies for the manager to gain favor and you get people that are scared to go to HR, number one, because HR is fucking useless. 
I mean, let's face it. Steve, I'll have it be known right now. The only reason I liked you as a manager is because <laughs> you knew a lot about Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> you know. So I just talked Nintendo with yeah. him for hours. And, 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 you know, it's one of those deals where, I mean, you do have to get to know your people. Um, every manager mm. has a click, though. Yes and no. All right. If you have a personal click where it becomes, let's just go over here to this side of the store and just hang out and forget about everybody else and what they're doing, that's a problem. If you've got a click that is welcoming and it's really kind of based on getting to know your people, because I mean, look, there's no rule that says as a manager, you got to like everybody. You don't. You have to respect everybody, you know. That's just the human thing to do. But there's going to be people you like better than others. And and typically for me, it was the people that did the best work. I mean, it just was. I mean, you know, you surround yourself with successful people. And, you know, you bounce ideas off each other. You'd be like, you know, I, I'd be given like some sort of memo from corporate saying we need to do such and such. And, you know, my click was my team. It was the, the group of people that, that were all bought in because you're always going to have people in stores that aren't bought in. They're just there for a paycheck. And I get that, and it's okay. They serve a purpose, all right? But if your click is based off what you can achieve as a group, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep, and just to be clear, um, Steve here, I was never favored, like, ever. Because if a call was to go down, like in the store, and I had to go get a layaway call, go get layaway, bro. <laughs> like, I would always be the one he'd call on first yeah. to go get it. Yeah. I mean, you call on the people and, that you know that can do the job and do the job the quickest. You know, yep. but at the same time, like you said, you didn't have favor because, I mean, hey, look, you know, we won't talk about keys. <laughs> huh. <laughs> we talk about keys if you don't talk about keys. Oh yeah, I mean that's one of my biggest mistakes ever. But I mean, so uh, so at least I did that for a business that so was, so is so. Let me now. tell this story. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. All right, we we've been dancing around this one. So let me tell y'all the story about Alex and Felmart in the Keys. And I I have to hear this story once a year, once a week. Like I have to hear it. Like I get made fun of for this, but I just want it to be clear that I was literally 18 years old and not and happened. not paying attention. I also did not care at all for that job. Employee that of the year there folks. So 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 this dude <laughs> is over in electronics and that's where Alex worked. He was in the electronics department where all the high yeah, yeah. where all the high dollar <laughs> merchandise resides. Quote unquote. And this schmo left his keys on the counter next to the register and went about doing mm -hmm. Alex things. And we it, oh, I was chilling. Yeah, chilling, yeah, being <laughs> lazy. And some enterprising young person saw said keys and started to empty out all the cases. Oh, yeah. And by that, like, he means they got five tablets this, specifically. This guy. <laughs> this guy. They had Android Oreo on them. <laughs> or what was it? Ice cream sandwich? Well, at that then? point in time, that was the correct version of Android. And would you know? Would you know that we made sure he kept his job, but even though it's been 10 years later, he still hears about it every 
week. That's called development, though. Is it? It's called development. Is it, is it really? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think I would make that mistake again? Uh-huh. There's no shot I make that mistake again. Literally none. Okay. None we'll at all. <laughs> Look, Maiden <laughs> says shame, shame, shame. So, um, and yes, Blaine Tag, that would be a team. I think Click implies a fuck around gang. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, I could have described that better. Um, but a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are outside of the team that they're just not part of it. Okay. It wasn't, you know, because of any other reason, it's just kind of how the, the, you know, ecosystem of the store worked. They get jealous of the team, even though the team's really doing work related, you know, forward thinking things. They start to start rumors and go making phone calls and sending emails that it's more than what it seems. So to them, it's a click. Uh, Hero says, I bet other associates thought you should have been so fired, Alex. Well, see, here's the thing is, we kept kept it quiet. The thing is, I actually quit like about a week or so later. And then this a lot of time went by and I spoke to my boss, who is now like one of the greatest people ever to ever exist. And, um, you know, Steve, <laughs> mm. were you still there at that time? Mm-mm. But, you know, all that got worked out. But. Iris has a great question and, and let this be a question for the group. Okay. Not, not just Alex and I, what is the biggest screw up you helped cover up for one of the team? I'm going to have to think on this one. I hope it ain't keys. Um, I think. <laughs> I, I hope I don't think. I, I really think it is because we covered for your ass on that. <laughs> um, God dang it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Russell's talking about the wild tables. Yeah. Uh, Katie, there's the team and then there's the bodies collecting hourly. That is correct. Uh, Maiden says clicks. Hello, L. Steve. Oh, oh. Oh, rooftop overnights. No, we're not going to tell that story. That's embarrassing. I just got embarrassed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Think you could get embarrassed? Uh, old boy drunk in the back on truck day. Oh, yeah. When, when, when he fell asleep and passed out in the pallet. Yeah, we covered that. Um, let's see. Um... Hero, you covered for the rooftop? We probably had this conversation. I don't even remember. Um, Sean, oh, she did. Wow. Okay. Sean Isaacs, I once covered as a supervisor for one of my team that took a master key and used it for personal use. Ooh, boy. That's a big one. Um, Blame Tag says, I can probably think of something better, but I helped another manager hide a cash shortage and safe funds. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, this is confessional, man. I mean, it, it's all good. Ain't nobody going to judge nobody here. Um, what Hero is talking about is um, I worked for um, one of the craft stores, and I got stuck working third shift. And, and, and you know, I was kind of a square peg in a round hole there. But anyway, it was this really bizarre situation with the employees and whatnot. We were working overnight, and I just decided, hey, 
Does everybody want to go up on the roof? And we all went up on the roof. <laughs> and we were all on the clock. We were just hanging out on the roof of the building. Yep. You know, tales of a misspent youth, so to speak. Um, uh, you were on the roof. Don't lie. Um, Joey K says, probably just new people misplacing curbside orders or a guy in the bathroom with food poisoning for two hours. Never really anything that dramatic. Well, that's good for you because sometimes we get forced or without force, we get presented with opportunities to cover for people. And, and, and it's like instantaneous. It's like, you got to, Oh hell, you know, you, you so did come up on the roof. Um, Luke of the wind says for me, a coworker missed an expired product. Wasn't sold, but marked checked and done could have been fired for it. Are covered because boss literally doesn't even know how to check dates. Um, let's see. We covered for Alex. Uh, Russell's right. We covered for um, the guy in the back room. I'm trying to think. What else have I covered for? Um. Wow. You know, now to think about it, I don't really think there is anything. I've been fortunate. I haven't had to cover for a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> Maiden says my team was all for themselves they would have sold each other out for a bag of Cheetos damn uh, Jimmy no because our DM knew all about Jimmy we didn't cover for Jimmy we didn't He, if anything the DM covered for Jimmy and watered it down but he, he was aware he was always aware. I, I told him the first time he met him, I, uh, the DM and I had a long, extensive conversation about Jimmy. So, um, Irish connection for me. One of my guys smashed a 2,000 pound or 2,000 euro piece of merchandise. She all backed up the story that a customer broke it. Just about got away with that. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, oh, so Hero was not on the roof. Okay. What else you guys got? What else have you guys covered for? Anything interesting? Sweet, sweet Jimmy. You know, if I thought it wouldn't turn into like some kind of like crazy shit show, I would try to get Jimmy on this show, but I don't know how I could ever make that happen. But boy, <laughs> that'd be bad. That'd be real bad. I don't know. Um, what about you, um, Alex? Who have you covered for? I'm honestly trying to think because I was never, ever like the tattletale ever unless I just didn't like the person mm. in which case. <laughs> um, blame tag says I once had another manager cover for me off the clock with a customer complaint because I got high out the parking lot and couldn't handle what customer just then. I was young and stupid. We've been there. It's all good. Uh, Joey K. Oh, the stash of weapons hidden in the stock room. Wow. That's that's interesting. Um, Russell says, uh, I covered for my boss at grocery store for banging out some cashiers up in the stairs, the upstairs office. Oh, okay. Uh, Iris says, have you, have you ever covered for one of your managers? No. No. You cross a certain line and, you know, um, no. I, oh shit! One second. Right, no, I never covered for a manager. Um, 
you know, it, it was, I just couldn't. I mean, there, there's a certain thing, you know, even today, even though I've given up keys forever and whatnot, it's really hard to turn the manager thing off. I mean, I try to stay quiet and keep my mouth shut and just do my thing and go home. But even though I'm able to do that, the observational skills are still there. I hear everything and I see everything. And there's a certain line with me that once you cross it, you cross it. And there's no going back because then it becomes a question of integrity for the position. And this is somebody that most time I, you know, I had the opportunity to have input and in getting these people promoted. And I, I, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I felt like it would, you know, it was kind of like stabbing me in the back. If you did something like that on purpose or whatnot, which would be the only situation where I would have to cover for a manager, um, you, you basically screwed me too. <laughs> Katie, you were right. And it is so hard. It is so hard. I, it, it's uh, my wife and I talk about this a lot. Um, and it's, you, I, I've gotten better with not speaking the manager speak. And I just kind of like nod my head and, you know, just kind of go along with conversations. But man, those eyes and ears do not shut off at all. And I've got a limit. I'll get to a point where eventually something's going to make me pop a blood vessel and then I'm going to go up the chain of command because it's just going to trigger me, you know. Um, and I look at it from a standpoint of, you know, where, where I'm at now, for instance, is somewhere I have a lot of history with. It's been really good to me and my family. And, you know, I don't want to see them getting taken advantage of. So if it ever gets to the point that I, I think they are, you just can't turn it off. I mean, you can't. And, and God knows I want to. I'd love to be able to walk in and work my shift and walk out and, and just have a blank slate every day. You can't. It, it just sticks with you. Hmm. Yeah. The old saying of leave it on the tree outside, that just don't exist. Um, anyway, yeah, one of the cats decided to bust into my room. That's not my cat, and it can't be in here. Uh-huh. Mate, They'll start fighting. Yeah. Um, Maiden says, I actually covered for another employee at Krispy Kreme that was tripping on acid in the bathroom for three hours. Manager had no idea. And I agree with Hero's statement. How many of y'all want a story time with Maiden? Because she's like, to heck with Jimmy's story time. We need a maiden story time. The more and more shit she posts, the more and more I think that's probably necessary. <laughs> um, Sean says, I had a manager I respected greatly when she was two levels above me. When I reported directly to her, I found out she was responsible for a toxic work environment. The narcissism and manufactured drama was too much to bear. Never looked at her the same. That's what happens. That's what happens. I mean, you, you start seeing this shit and, and it's just like it, it'll turn your opinion of people for one thing. And then it, you know, we had an episode long ago about what keeps you up at not being a manager. And that's the kind of stuff that keeps you up at night, because if you've got a conscience and you've got integrity, you know, it, it's that shit will rattle you. Uh, Joey says my cat headbutts the door hoping to come sit in my window. Um, Yep, and I'm pretty sure Blame Tag's cat is somewhere around him watching Warzone. 
phone. And then we have three. Nice. We have three cats running around here. We've got Zeus Cannoli and Itty Bitty Kitty. Um, but I have a green screen, so you can't see them. I, I threatened one time I would have a kitty cam. I just haven't done it yet. Um, Irish says, in your opinions, what is it that corporate doesn't understand about how teams work? Because um, they don't understand human emotion in any way, shape, or form because they think they can just hire some random Joe Schmo off the street and be compatible with Susie and be compatible with fucking Chris. Like, just they think they can all just work together, no problem. Uh, corporate doesn't understand how teams work because they're just working with, you know, jargon. You know, mm-hmm. they're reading books. They're watching TED Talks. They're watching all this other inspirational bullshit, which is going to bring me to another point here in a minute, um, that they're like, oh, well, look, th- this person says this worked for them, and, and they just start throwing random shit out at you. Don't think for a minute that anybody at corporate knows how the fuck a team works, much less a store. <laughs> you know, it's just like whatever. Um it's it's crazy. Uh, speaking of that, I want to throw this out there because, you know, we talk about teams and whatnot. What is your guy's opinion of that associate that comes in every day that is just a bright ray of sunshine, so happy? The world's wonderful. And, and do you guys ever feel like that that's just more emotionally draining than just what you deal with every day at work when you have these employees that are just so happy to be there? Honestly, that was always refreshing to me. No, um, I never trusted those people ever. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. I would always be the type of person to be like, I don't want to see what happens when they get pissed. But at the same time, when you just like genuine. Yeah, it's nice. But that's my opinion. But I have seen fake happy people that come in and will say, why are you smiling today? And that's. Mm. Yeah. Uh Katie says corporate trainers talking about managing people as different kind of birds instead of real people and customers. Yep, correct. Um, Maiden says keep your head down and do your job, but be a part of the team. Um, <laughs> Blame Tank says that person needs to fuck off. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, all right, so we've got several of you guys here that, that's worked in management or whatnot, and I'm sure you've been to training and stuff like that. So let's talk about training for a minute. Maiden. I'm right here with you on this one. Remember when we went to Atlanta? The the amount of people, if you've been to a corporate training and you're sitting there, you've been in the business a while, and you've got the same four or five people in the room, they want to answer, raise their hands and answer every question. And they're, they're just this, this booming. And most time they're, they're like new. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm sitting there watching these folks. I'm like, man, give it six months and you're going to hate your life. They come in and so bright eyed, bushy tailed. And it's just like, whatever. Because for this particular company who owns three different clothing chains, well, two clothing chains and a home goods chain has this big thing about hiring people straight out of college who've never worked retail, they, but they've got like a retail management degree. So these people get hired and they come in and they're managers and they've never done this shit before ever. And you're sitting in, in this room with all these people 
and they and you could spot them like a mile away. I mean, you know who they are. They they look like they're brainwashed. Their eyes are as big as fucking saucers, and they're like they're they're taking notes and, and all. That. And you're like, wow, okay, this is gonna be good. And you sit there, and they all ask the same questions over and over. They're the first ones to raise their hands, and it just gives you a headache. It makes you so irritable because it's like you have no idea what you're getting into. <laughs> you know, uh, let's see. Uh, Maiden says, so eager and willing to be body snatched. Yep. Uh, Hero says, fake clocked in face. Uh, Katie says, just had some more trainings today. She also said, the trainers bully the class into participating in fear of doing role plays in front of the class. I hate role plays. God, I hate fucking role plays. You talk about useless time at training. Shit, that's terrible. Um, Blame Tag says, my wife says she had an old manager who said, hire weeds, not orchids. Orchids look good, but are delicate and require a lot of attention. Weeds are going to stick around no matter what. I don't know how to feel about that because that's an awful lot of blah, blah, blah bullshit. (laughs) You got the time to talk about that shit. But then again, I'm not going, I'm not two truths and a lie. Yes. I've had to do that. I had to do two truths and a lie when I went to, um, uh, where was the what Hoffman Estates for Kmart when I had to go to the corporate Alex that was terrible terrible <laughs> yeah Maiden Stephen eyes were rolling in the back of our heads it, that was that meeting was terrible although the restaurant across the street that had the shrimp was great and the hotel room was sweet that was nice um let's see Irish Connection that's how you get armchair generals all books and no experience yes um we covered two truths and a lie. I had to do that. Uh, Proto Rage had one that annoyed and exhausted me. I might be evil, but I enjoyed her deflation when she bragged about spending time with her parents for the holidays. I just explained that my parents were dead. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Luke of the Wind says, Am I allowed to say fucking fuck the fucking role play fucking bullshit because it's fucking pointless? Fuck. Yes. Um, Joey K, I fucking hate icebreaker games almost as much as heat. I would really get shot. Yes, icebreaker games suck. And I'm only going to give you one example that I actually enjoyed. All right. So, um, (laughs) Susie isn't performing. How do you talk to Susie? Get your shit together, Susie. (laughs) That's great. Um, So, at Guitar Center, we actually had role play. But it was different. And we, we had this little ball. And, and we would throw it amongst each other. It was called quack ball, all right? And quack stood for question, answer, question. Well, we were in the business of selling guitars and shit. So we all liked it because we were all there for a common purpose. And businesses like that are very rare. I mean, so we knew, you know, so the boss would throw you the ball and you catch the ball and he'd be like, what can I help you find today? And then you would give an answer and throw the ball to another person. And that was the extent of our role play. But these companies that do this long, drawn-out, Macbeth, fucking Shakespearean role play bullshit you got to do, fuck all that noise. I don't like people Mm -hmm. as it is. And now you're trying to make me fucking, like, act with somebody I've never met that probably don't like them either. No, there's nothing beneficial from that at all. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, you know, icebreaker games are terrible, especially if you don't, if you're not, I'm not, this is going to sound shocking. I mean, I'm not comfortable being in a room full of people that I can already tell like three quarters of them have drank the Kool-Aid and I've got to participate in reindeer games with them. I'm already not comfortable. I'd be damn if I want to stand up in a fucking front of them and start. Oh, no, no, I'll pass. I'm out. 
no, I'm, that's, that's not me. Um, Blame Tag says, I got in trouble when they said we're going to do some role play and I asked what the safe word was. Oh, that is great. That is great. He is, he's such a clever dude. We talked about the day on Twitter, how clever he was. Um, see, Alex, if you followed us on Twitter, you would see what I Blame do. Tag's alter ego said about the Nintendo Direct. We're just going to leave it there. I'm going to make you go search that stuff. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, role play games and that stuff is is just terrible. It, it's I don't. But but there's a crowd of people in the room that love it. And who are the fuck these people? How do you enjoy that? It's like you're not going to win a fucking Emmy. You're not up for an Oscar. You're not going to look important to anybody. They're just seeing who wants to jump through the hoop and who doesn't. God, I hate that shit. Can you just judge us on the job we do and leave us alone? Um, Sean says, I once had an older gentleman in an icebreaker game get really into it. I really wasn't. When the game was over, the guy turned to me in a huff, pointed and said, don't give up. Okay, dude, I'll write it on my epitaph. Immediately following his train. See, that's the thing. People like that. People like that. They're so into it that there's something wrong with you if you're not. Meanwhile, all of us old salty veterans of this bullshit looking at man, give it about six months and they're not going to have any soul left because it's going to be crushed. <laughs> Lost Prevention <laughs> loves to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They sure do. Love for Lost Prevention loves to watch everything. Well, here's the thing, though. Unfortunately, now Lost Prevention and retail, they're bit more busy watching the employees than caring a damn bit about what's walking out the door from the customers because, you know. Employees do the bulk of the stealing, obviously. Um, let's see. Uh, Iris says, there's no need to role play when the general public is your fucking audience. I play the guy that gives a shit every day. Amen. Amen. Well put, sir. Well put. Well put. You know, and that's the funny thing. They want to role play. What's even better is like when you have to role play with a trainer and they give you this fucking experience that you have to go up against that doesn't exist in the real world like they're the perfect customer oh fuck off <laughs> no no <laughs> it doesn't work that way these people don't exist it's not unicorns and rainbows sorry yep especially interview role plays oh, out the application oh, I hate interviews we could do an entire episode on interviews that's some bullshit right there I mean, what you guys, uh, whole thing. Our, so we blame Texas. This is me being the asshole, but I did a group interview and made two applicants role play one employee telling another, they had a noticeable hygiene problem. It was really awkward. I felt bad. Uh, Joey K this past week. The first thing I said to a coworker when I arrived in the morning was, I hope everyone who shops here fucking dies. That's how your soul decays. I, I had an individual that I worked with early on in my career in a grocery store. That every time, and and I, look, this is going to sound, this is going to sound bad. And it's going to sound sexist. All right. And, and I don't mean it. I'm just repeating what I was told. And because most of the time it was females at that point in time, if he called a female, like stealing like meat or something, he would say that he hoped the snake would crawl up in the, <laughs> before they got home <laughs> and explode. It was just nasty. Just nasty. Um, I thought it was funny in theory. Yes. Um, 
excuse me, kind sir, the item is priced incorrectly. That goes over like a fart in church. Um, <laughs> that's that's it's, it's crazy. Um, wow, this is this is interesting. This, this has gotten fun. I like these comments. See, sometimes I maybe we just start unless I have a guest on, we just stop having topics and we just shoot the shit because <laughs> because that's where the fun comes in is when you guys start throwing stuff out here, um, like a picture store. Uh huh. That's how your soul decays. I forgot to read that part of it. That was good. Um, but the role. Well, Steve, have a have a topic at hand, and then like, then just shoot shit. Yeah. Well, well, we've already so, made our point about teamwork. Yeah. The dream work. Um, they never role play. Can you read the effing sign? No, they don't. See that that'd be a great video to make, like real life role play. <laughs> yeah, I keep the topics of jumping off one, then we all fucking jump. <laughs> We literally jump into the deep end of the pool. Um, so so uh, we're sitting in an hour 08. Speaking of that, all right, so next week, if you guys want to be on, yeah, the beautiful chaos that ensues. The beautiful chaos is really what makes this fun, and, and, it, and it makes it great. Next, Speaking of which, next week. So like I said, you guys, just send me a DM what name you want to go by and send me, you know, I can send the link to you in twitter you can let me know if it, if you're able to use it if it doesn't work not only email but i think i can send it to you well blame tag did i send it to you through twitter and it worked just fine um because if it does then i can just send you the link uh for the skype call next week that way if not i'll need an email address but the beautiful chaos that we talk about the, the blame tag brought up that's what next week is. There's no topic. Um, we might just take the list of names and whoever's on and like, I don't know, do like a drawing or whatnot. And whoever's name gets picked, they start and we just let it implode from there. Um, you know, next, uh, you know, next week, there's no time frame or whatnot. Shit, we'll go as long as we want to go. I ain't got nowhere to be. You know, if Alex does, he can just dip out. You know, I'll just cover his little place down there with a picture, but, um, but yeah. So if you guys want to do it next week, you know, send me your information. Uh, so I can get you, you know, set up, uh, it's going to be audio only. So that way we can still have the, the full chat on the screen and whatnot for the people that don't participate, you know, as far as, you know, uh, voice wise or whatnot. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know if Alex is streaming the live direct tomorrow or not. I know we talked about doing a mini video on it. It's kind of cool that it's at 6 p.m. Because, you know, all of us will be off work and whatnot and be able to see it. So, but yeah, anyway, next week, guys. I might. Yeah. So, uh, next week, guys. Thinking about it. If you want to be on, send me your info and we'll do it. And October is going to be a packed month. It's going to be an important month. Uh, the nights that we have guests, obviously, we're not going to deviate. We're not going to you know, go into beautiful chaos. The pharmacy one means a lot to me because I think pharmacists are getting screwed. Um, role plays from hell, caring customers. Yes. Yes. We could do an entire episode on that. That'd be great. <laughs> you know, um, but when we have our guests on, we're going to continue. Like I said, the pharmacist thing is important to me because I think pharmacists have gotten really, really screwed. And if you're not familiar with, you know, what's going on with, um, the the pharmacy uh licensing exams 
It's all over Twitter. Check it out. It's some crazy shit. The Apple one's important to me because obviously the past, I mean, I know everybody's all about the new iPhone and whatnot, but there's a lot of shit going on in Apple that, you know, we need to talk about. So um, hopefully my guests will come through on that one. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting if you've been around that environment or whatnot, you know, come on, ask questions. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, the person's background's pretty good. And uh, so that's going to be fun. And then, you know, we're going to have um, Steve that did the uh, comic book. If you haven't read it, um, it is awesome. It, it's, uh, we're going we're to have a good month. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to have the, the shitty manager awards. So whether you send it to me or you just have it logged for yourself and you want to put it in the chat and tell us, hey, we'll do it. I mean, it's not like it's really an award. It's just kind of a, the card to show we're, we're that's shitty manager night. So bring your stories and it'll be fun, but it's going to be cool. Uh, Alex, you got anything real quick, bud? Uh, looking forward to the free for all. Probably just gonna throw just some random topics to y'all. Just like throw them and just like allow it. Just like, <laughs> well, no, we're, we're not gonna throw them anything. We're, we're gonna pick. We'll pick whoever the first person to speak is, and we're gonna let them roll with it. And we're just gonna talk. Right? Okay, it's wait. all theirs. That it's all fun. theirs. This, this is this is meant to be theirs. And and this is get to know your war zone family member night, basically. So if you have a burning question you want to ask Alex, or if you have a burning question that you want to ask Blame Tag or whatnot, whoever is in the chat, let's go. It's all good. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty I can be pretty unscripted at times. Well, that's been pretty much your life, sir. So it's all good. <laughs> so with having said that, guys, thank everybody tonight. You know, um, as Blame Tag says, yeah, don't forget Addict Eve. Anybody want to put an over under on whether or not Addicts bails out on it? We're going to put them on the spot right now. Can we trust Alex to go through with it? Notice he's very quiet. He's not saying anything. I'm waiting to see the responses. I don't know. Maybe they need to see the man who it's named after be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. I mean, I still am going to do it. Yes. Okay, that's, I'm literally going to do it. I'm going to. <laughs> oh, yes. And everybody, don't forget to harass Scott Sice. We're really trying to get him on. And I will say this I will before we go. I'm going through some channels to try to get somebody. All right. I'm doing my very damnedest. I'm not going to tell anybody who it is. My wife knows who it is, but she's the only one. Um, but if I get that person, y'all going to be fucking shocked. <laughs> and so am I. But this is what I'm going to be using. And I'm going to be just using some headphones and I'm just going to just be like standing there like I'm here Black Friday Addicts Eve special and then like hey, look at how crazy this yep. is. Hey you, why are you here? Uh, hey you and random employee. I just want to get clarification here. Katie, uh can we do it nicely please? Are you talking about next week? Yeah, that's another thing too. Next week, I mean, it can it can go into uh you know, chaos, but please still be respectful of everybody. Oh, Scott, can we do it nicely, please? Yes, we can do it nicely. 
Absolutely. Um, that's the thing. I don't know if you've seen Katie. I mean, I try to do every few days like a, a picture or whatnot and, and just kind of leave it at that and tag it. And, and, and they're kind of cute. I mean, you know, we had the Where's Waldo. We've got, you know, an Obi-Wan. We got, I don't want to do anything, you know, uh, obviously that would offend the dude. So it, it needs to be above board to try to get him on here. I do know that if you go um, to his Twitter, he hasn't posted anything on Twitter in a minute. So, but we're, we're going to keep doing it. And, you know, it's, uh, that would be cool to get him. But the other person I'm talking about is, sorry, it's way cooler. So, you know, and I don't, I don't expect, you know, this person that I'm after to reciprocate. If he does, it'll be awesome. If not, Hey man, I'm, I'm cool. I mean, it's, it's all good. I don't expect him to, but if he does, it's going to be cool. Really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, I don't want anybody to go crazy. I don't want to, I don't want to torture anybody. So, uh, <laughs> blame tag says I need to bother him more. Um, blame tag. I want to ask before we get off here. Jason Priestley, is that a meme or is that real? Just curious. Because with you, you never know. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. Because that'd be huge if it was. Alex, you need to get more involved in Twitter. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. You're missing a lot, bro. No, I just thought it was funny. That is absolutely not real. Well, it is funny, but by God, that would be fantastic if that happened. <laughs> that would be the most amazing it, thing ever. Yeah, because Alex, you need to go check out Blame Tag's alter ego about the the Nintendo Direct. Oh, well, look, addicts! Alex doesn't follow me, son. You bringing shame to the war's own name? Get your ass in gear. I thought I followed everybody, but I don't know everyone's name. You don't get paid to think, son. Different names. <laughs> all right, all right. So I don't get paid. Yeah, at all. exactly. Neither do I. You know, actually, I do. I get paid in the joy I get from all of us getting together and doing this. That's all the payment I need. <laughs> and I'm being perfectly honest. Everybody, follow Blame Tag. Yes, follow Blame Tag. A, he's extremely clever. He's like the king troll. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, but anyway, guys, have a good night. Once again, if you want to be on the voice chat next week, I've blame tag. I know I've already got you, uh, Chad Dickens on, um, Twitter. I've got him Irish. I've got him, um, uh, maiden. I got you. So just, just send me your info and we'll do it and it'll be great. So everybody have a great night. Thank you so much for being here. Next week, y'all's night, man. Y'all, just don't get us kicked off of YouTube, all right? I just want to make sure next week when we do this, make sure that we follow the two rules because I don't want to get flagged for anything and get us yanked down. So do not, we don't talk about religion and we don't talk about politics. That's it, okay? So if we can keep that out of the conversation next week, Katie, bar the door, we can do whatever. <laughs> I don't promise that. Thanks. Um, and then we'll go from there. And also, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. We are three away from 100. That's a that's a very short-term, important milestone for us. Um, it doesn't make us any money or anything, but what it does is it puts us in the algorithm to where we get viewed more. That's like if you're watching the stream on YouTube, make sure you hit the like we don't get anything out of it other than exposure. And the more exposure means the more people that come here to play. 
So, and that's what we're looking for. So having said that, guys, everybody have a great night and we will see you next week. You better be here with bells on because it's going to be a wild one. Later.